Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful Wrestling Podcast. February 12th edition, we're talking WWE Elimination Chamber. We've got a lot of stuff going on tonight. This is uh, what will, you know, a pretty monumental show. Two big title changes, a hell of a main event, lot, just lots of stuff going on, lots of stuff to talk about. If you all missed our post UFC 208 show last night, go back, check that out. We crowned a, well, we didn't, the UFC crowned a new women's featherweight champion, well, their first women's featherweight champion. That is up on fightful.com and fightfulmma.com. Today, I am joined by Fightful.com Associate Editor Alex Palowski. Alex, sup? Sup? You're wearing a Krang shirt. I am That's wearing neat. a Krang shirt. And as you can see, I don't know if you see. See, it's, it's like that scene in, in Total Recall where the thing comes apart and underneath Jesus is the sink. Fucking but Christ. It, says, it, says, it says Turtle <laughs> Recall. It's, it's actually pretty clever. So, I full-time money, by the way. <laughs> You're paying him too much money, it seems. <laughs> Evidently. As you just heard, that is Anna Bauer. You can see her every week here on Fightful.com uh, and on our YouTube page, which you all should have already be, been subscribed to. If you haven't, go do that. Leave us a thumbs up. It really helps. She does uh, that fantastic, most ridiculous segment. I thought today's was the best you've ever done, Anna. Thank you. It was um, I, It was I an agree. ads. <laughs> it was an ads. Now right. you'll have to watch it to find out what I'm talking about. So, yep. Anna, of course, has done a fair share of acting in her career. Uh, as you may have seen on my Twitter, she was murdered on Investigation Discovery with a golf club. Uh, now, this is a stark contrast from our Tuesday host, Jeff Hawkins, who actually <laughs> murdered someone on Spike TV. That's debatable. In court. That guy dropped mm. a Molotov cocktail on his own. <laughs> mm. Anyway, we got Elimination Chamber today. Guys, subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. If you wouldn't mind, go leave us a nice review on Stitcher and iTunes. That stuff really helps. Uh, it, it takes the show a long way when we get those nice little reviews. And, of course, visit Fightful.com. We got live coverage of everything. From Raw Monday, SmackDown Tuesday, NXT and Lucha Underground Wednesday. I think also Total Divas on Wednesday, whenever it's in season. Thursday, TNA Impact. Every weekend we've got UFC, Bellator coverage, and of course, pay-per-view coverage. Fightful.com gives you exclusive interviews, podcasts, behind-the-scenes news. Go check out our exclusive section. Maybe there's stuff that you haven't seen elsewhere that got broken on Fightful.com. Go check that out. Thursday, we do a show with Matt Riddle. Friday, with Shane Helms. You can get those early by registering for free at Fightful.com. It will never cost you a dime. Also, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Ross Sapp. Get those beautiful Fightful Tees. They've been selling like crazy. But we've got Elimination Chamber to talk about. 
Hot damn. We'll start with the kickoff show, and we will work our way up. First off, I want to say I seem like I'm the only person that likes Sam Roberts on these pre-shows. Alex, what do you think of him? I mean, the interplay with him and Booker T is fun, if only by how much Booker T hates him. Uh, that's funny. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting that they're trying to like bring in the WWE universe, being represented by you know two guys who host incredibly popular podcasts. And um, you know, I'm thinking that you and I, Sean and Anna, we we should we're we're on track to be there by what 2019. You know, uh, I don't the, say the, that at the rate that we're <laughs> Anna in is. Anna is. We're not. They missed the boat here. Carmella was on here, and they played up the the whole she doesn't give a shit thing. And then James Ellsworth, James Ellsworth showed up, and he's like, "I got tickets for us in a skybox," because you know he's already there. Like he's in the venue already. So I guess WWE won't pay your health insurance or comp you tickets. Now here's the thing: they should have had her hitting on Sam Roberts this whole time. And he should have came in as a jealous guy and been like super pissy about it. We saw camera cuts to them throughout the entire night that were very, very pointless. But he's trying to impress her. So I really wish they would start this storyline where every week he's beating like Colin Delaney and Gilberg and Barry Horowitz. Like he's beating other jobbers to like show her how tough he is. But I think yeah. she should like flirt with all these dorky guys. Like that should be her thing. She's super into dweebs. Yeah, okay, I, I think you're I like missing a very big point here, though. You're missing a very big point here. Of course, he was in the stadium before the show. You see what he's he has to deal with here. It's what? like he actually just got into like supreme boyfriend territory by getting skybox seats at Elimination Chamber. I would date Ellsworth. <laughs> I said it. Is it because of the hog? It. Is it because of the hog? He yep. is a very well endowed man. Financially, <laughs> other aspects that's to be seen. I don't know. I don't know. Matt Riddle said on our on the Matt Riddle broadcast <laughs> a couple weeks ago. By the way, register for free at fightful.com. You get that early. He said that when he hung out with James Ellsworth at Dave and Buster's, that he bought Ellsworth's beer. Maybe so, he's just being a gentleman. Mm, mm, this uh, I don't this know about thing with um with Carmela and Ellsworth. I think it was just their their way that, to make sure that they had every active member of the SmackDown Live roster on this show in some capacity, if you include the kickoff show. All the tag teams, there's not a single guy who's not currently injured or you know out for some other reason that wasn't on the show tonight, which was really interesting. Yeah, that's about it for, for the – the little talk portion of the pre-show, uh, except for JBL falling again. That was fantastic. <laughs> Phenomenal. I, I hope they do a montage. To make his, I think they're trying to make it his gimmick at this point. I thought well, that I mean, was sweet, though. It, it brought Booker T and Sam together. That was their bonding point. There you go. There you go. I hope, like, eventually they do – a, a montage like, leave the memories alone. And he just falls over and over again. <laughs> That's what I want. Uh, there was also a very awkward backstage interview where Becky Lynch took a joke like about four punchlines deep and it wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. Mojo Raleigh defeated Kurt Hawkins. This is an opening match for WWE main event. I didn't think. I mean, it wasn't terrible. No, it was fine. It was a fine match. Mojo would have probably been something in the 80s, Alex. They would have used him to, to high regard. In like 1989, he would have worn all neon colors. He would have run to the ring, shaken the ropes, and, you know. The kids would have loved him. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not utilizing him to his full potential. They're making him less hyped. Hyped, but he's remarkably less hyped. I don't know if that's necessarily what you want to do with a guy. But uh, there was some debate about his new finisher. I like it, but it doesn't look – was able to nail it perfectly. But I like it better than, you know, putting your butt in your face. That's always an upgrade. So the thing is he's not going to keep that finisher long. Uh, that's too much like bronze. By the way, 
Your your connection's kind of choppy, Alex. Why don't you exit and come back in? All right. He's not going to keep that long. Uh, it's it's too close to Braun Strowman's finish. This was a surprisingly good match. Otunga called Hawkins by his real name, which was very mm-hmm. weird and awkward. Uh, anything that really you, you took from this match, Anna? No, that's exactly what I found about the whole 80s thing. It was so close to being that. And I just don't see why they had to tone it down. I, I never thought I would miss Mojo Rowley's old outfit, but I do. And I really wish that they just keep pushing with that because this does just seem like a semi half ass attempt, I mm-hmm. guess. But what really got me was how much Otunga was pushing him on commentary. I keep going on about how athletic he is. And so I'm like, okay, so where exactly are they going to push this guy? Like I see title can he get that much over i hmm. i just want them to bring the 80s back yeah. and then you they, they they think something of him they they like him for some reason i don't know uh, i don't know we had an opener on the pay-per-view portion becky lynch defeated mickey james uh, the first couple of things that i noticed mickey james theme music is very babyface and the crowd reacted accordingly they they cheered for her <laughs> I wish they would ban those flappy-ass pants. Now, Anna, <laughs> have you ever worn flappy-ass pants to training? God, no. Well, for the sake of – I know you have a problem with them on a like practical level, but for mm. me, aesthetically, they insult me. And unless you are Breeze Dango, you cannot pull them off. Yeah. I just – I really wish that they would update her. Um, there was a- – there was this spot where David Otunga acted like Mickey James hadn't wrestled in seven years. Oh, so it's JBL okay. quickly corrected her, and JBL has been exceptional of late. Which he is so good tonight. He was phenomenal tonight. We're getting the JBL of old, maybe because David Otunga is being micromanaged to such a crazy degree. Alex, just yap at me a little bit about how bad David Otunga sucks at his job. He sucks. He sucks at it worse than Byron Saxon. He's worse than Percy Watson. Oh, yeah. He's Percy worse Watson. Than Percy Watson. Percy Watson got a job, showed up, and wasn't familiar with the show. <laughs> and yet he's still better than David Otunga. Uh, Otunga no, keeps the, saying the stuff like, Otunga keeps saying stuff like, oh, she, she knows what she's doing. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's gotten to a point where if Otunga's on your side, I hate you. <laughs> it's not the good thing for, for a babyface commentator. This thing about how she's, he hasn't, she's like, wow, she hasn't been here in seven years, that ring rust, it's really showing. Like, guys, she wrestled for your company, albeit on another brand, three months ago. Did we all just forgetting about how she, she faced Asuka for the, for the championship? Like, I understand you want to make sure no one thinks that TNA exists, but... <laughs> I think they do a good enough job of that themselves, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, what did you think of this match, Anna? I I liked it. I really like this new Becky. She's still the underdog, the baby face, but she has this – before it was just all victim mentality and kind of annoying, but now she's actually got this oh, – I'm going to go there, straight fire, and it's really cool. Um, and we got shades of Crazy Mickey towards the end where she dropped Becky and then had this smirk come over her face before slowly going over for the pin. Like, yes, do more of that. Um, not surprised Mickey won. Um, Mickey Lynch won. Kind of the point of bringing Mickey James in. Very curious to see where Becky Lynch goes now. Well, I don't think it can be anywhere but up. But, uh, man, they, they had a... They had an excellent match. James had a really nice spinning wheel kick. I, I'm not, the one thing I wasn't a fan of is the uh, the paint-by-numbers comebacks because the heels look really stupid, bumping and getting back up, bumping and getting back up when we've seen it over and over again. Also, Alex, you know I have – I think it's not as much you as I, as I complain about it to Jeff on the SmackDown show, but I hate front drop kicks. Yep. But they hid how terrible they look with this camera view that was behind Mickey as she got drop kicked. It made it look a lot better because if you yep. all have ever seen one of those, that especially off the top rope, I don't know how. I mean, unless you hit somebody real hard, it's going to look yeah. like it hurts you a lot more than the person mm-hmm. taking it. Yeah. The one thing I will add is that I was not a big fan of Becky's ring gear, which was like 
pantyhose on the top. Nobody was. This weird, like, black lace V. It didn't, it did not, I can only imagine from, like, the back of the house, it looked like she was nude with, like, a strategically placed piece of cloth across her. Yeah, it was not good. I thought it was a, a damn good opener. Great to have Mickey James there. Becky Lynch has been really carrying the in-ring on this brand for really since it started. So it's good for her to have some help. We had Apollo Crews and Kalisto. They defeated Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler attacked Kalisto, and Cruz is such a schmo on WWE TV. So <laughs> here, here are my notes. Cruz does a really nice enzigiri. Kalisto sold his ass off. Tumble like dragging back to the ring, then hops up on the top rope and just flies <laughs> through the air and does all kinds of crazy shit, does some lucha things. <laughs> Apollo hits a toss power bomb, which looks great. And they win as soon as it's two on one, and they probably should have. It's two men versus one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then Ziggler beats the shit out of both of them. Now <laughs> here's what happens. You get called up from NXT. Way early. Super early. They don't have a thing for you. I mean for a year. Not a thing. You have no personality. You got nothing going for you. Then, as a babyface, you beat a heel two-on-one. You get pilmanized with a chair on your ankle. And you cry (laughs) on TV. You cry. Damn. And I, hey, got two actors here. He cried his ass off, Alex. Yes, he was very, very convincing. Especially after that second pilmanizer. Like, wow, that, he, you really believed that he had, he had snapped his ankle. Uh, the thing about this is that not only does all that happen, but then as the heel is leaving, he gets a thank you Ziggler <laughs> chant from the crowd. That's how you know you're really over as a baby. When the heel breaks your ankle twice and gets cheered for it. The the funniest part about all this was people were like, he's a heel. How can he wear the American flag on his his pants? I'm like, you got to hate America if you're a heel. A lot of the jerks that I know really love America. Like I know some real assholes that maybe take it a little too far. Right. The only thing heelish about his tights to me is that it looked like a 4th of July Coors Light can. Yeah. He should, he should wear them all the time and then ask ladies if they want to ride the silver bullet. Uh, like, like want to take a drink? <laughs> he's, he's bad. But the other thing is I, I, can't, I can't help but feel that it's not Apollo Cruz's fault. It's, I don't think it is. He's really, really good in the ring. He's really athletic. He can do a lot of great stuff. They, they brought him up here and gave him nothing. For a year, I felt like Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting. Just, just telling him over and over again, it's not your fault. It's he would be a top fault. NXT heel right now. No, 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 no Sean, Sean. What? It's not his fault. It's, it's not his fault. Listen to me. It's not his fault. Am I lost it's in the reference? What are, you, what are you talking about? Goodwill Hunting? You've never, you've never seen Goodwill Hunting? No, nah, I don't watch Goodwill it, Hunting? Trash. Oh, my. Oh, okay. All right. That's good. All right. I'm sorry I'm not an actor. Well, no, it, it just explains why you just ripped on a guy for crying after he got his ankle broken. So, yeah. Here's the, here's the thing, guys. And, and this is a lot of times with baby faces we hear, oh, well, they can sympathize with this person. They can sympathize with this person. Unless you're really special, like Bailey has been. Generally, I, maybe it's just me. I don't want to sympathize with people. I don't want to sympathize with anybody. I want to see somebody succeed. I want to see somebody do well. I want to see somebody just kick the shit out of somebody. I don't want to sympathize with anybody. I'd rather everybody be doing good in life. That's who I cheer for. Winners. Except for the Cincinnati Reds. (laughs) The big question is here, what do they do now? That Ziggler is getting chance thanking him for breaking a a babyface's ankle. Like, this heel turn has not done what they wanted it to if they want him to get booed. You know what I mean? Like, it's interesting. Uh, I, I mean, I guess they're going to keep Apollo Cruz on the shelf with a broken ankle for a while, but I mean, where does this go? Yeah. Anna, your thoughts? 
Look, I agree 100%. I don't think it is on Apollo Crews. I mean, given especially the fact that, okay, kid, you're going out, the chair thing's going to happen, he's going to fuck up your ankle. He sold it. He sold the shit out of it and committed 100%. So I don't think the issue is with him. This whole, uh, and I, I said on Twitter, I felt really bad, but there's part of me that just really enjoys seeing Callisto getting beaten up. And then it just extends to seeing small people getting beaten up. And like, I'm 5'2", so I shouldn't be on this anyway. Um, I have issues apparently. So that was awesome. And then that gave Cruz the perfect opportunity to come out and light a fire under his ass and kick Ziggler's ass. Maybe, maybe he will develop a personality in weeks to come. Um, in the meantime, they are going full homicide with Ziggler. And I would like to officially say that that had nothing to do with me. I do not actually endorse that. But I'm, I'm, I'm a little happy. <laughs> you can catch more of Anna's viewpoints every week on Most Ridiculous. <laughs> a lot of it it's great revolves stuff. around murder, apparently. Hey, what's wrong with that? Um, yeah, let's not get into that. I mean, do I need to bring up again? I recognized you from being murdered on TV. So, yeah. hey. Yeah. All together, uh, I don't know what's up with the Ziggler thing. I guess we'll find out. Kalisto, he ain't special. They got a bunch of cruiserweights that can do everything that he can do and are more energetic and more charismatic, and they put him on SmackDown, and they really don't need him there. We had tag team turmoil. I was really hoping American Alpha would run the table, but it started off with Rhino and Slater. Slater is deceptively athletic, Alex. Yes, he is. No, he he really is. And, yeah. And he was over with this crowd. Uh, what would you think of his and Rhino's performance? I, I wonder if maybe there were other plans and they heard how over Rhino was with that crowd on Tuesday because he was. Hmm. And he was. They got a little bit of shine here. He was over tonight too. Uh, the thing about this is that they broke up on an episode of Talking Smack. Like, after they lost their rematch uh, for the titles when they lost him to the Wyatts on SmackDown, they went on Talking Smack, and Rhino just walked out on Heath Slater. That was it. It was over. And then the next week on SmackDown, they were back together again with no explanation. So I guess they, like, were playing that angle and then decided to abandon it. Um, People make I'm glad that... Yeah, Alex, I'm, couples fight. That's, couples that's fight. true. That's true. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted the scene where Rhino said, listen, I'm sorry uh, that I walked out on you. And and he said, it's okay. I got you this and hands him some cheese whiz and crackers. Like, wouldn't that <laughs> be nice? We'd love that. Yeah. Um, but they took on for the first uh, the first part of this technique team role. They took on Brizongo, who is great, and I love them more so even now that they looked like they were fashion cops on the love boat because they were wearing <laughs> all white uniforms, and I love them forever. And I need them to be in a in a more elevated place in this tag team division because they're great in the ring. They work really well together. They make the other guys they're fighting look like a million bucks all the time. And they're incredibly entertaining. I don't know why they're not at least the third most important team on uh, SmackDown. Speaking of looking like a million bucks, you guys, if you want to look like a million bucks, head over to Fightful.com and click that on it link. Use the supplements used by stars like Bailey, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, Triple H, Roman Reigns, Sheamus. If you're a UFC fan, Donald Cerrone, Cody Garbrandt, you know, some familiar names. You can check out their apparel. They have some great shirts. They have some great uh, hoodies, great tank tops, a lot of cool stuff over it on it. Also, uh, their workout equipment is top notch as well. Head over to Fightful.com. Click that on it link on the sidebar. Also, Check us out at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Ross Sapp. Get yourself a Fightful shirt, hoping that we might add some more soon. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Brizongo. Hmm. Well, who, who do you think fared better, Anna? The Villains or Brizongo? Uh, I have to say Brizongo. I mean, they got to hand out fashion tickets in the middle of the ring. Yeah, so it's very true. I mean, I was just happy that the board villains lasted over a minute. Um, That's a new record for them, I think, uh, since like... Yeah, it's been like a while. May, I think, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I, you know, it was a fun, it was a fun turmoil. Ascension came out as the purge. Um, unfortunately after I like the look. Well, yeah. But unfortunately after the Usos re-debuted in this new gimmick in all white, I can't get the image of the Backstreet Boys out of my head. So that's all I see anytime I see them. Um, but honestly, I know I'm biased and I know every single time I come on here, I bring them up, but I'm not going to be satisfied with anything until we see the rival. And this seemed like the perfect opportunity for three weeks in a row. It seemed like the perfect opportunity. And I know it's not their time yet. And I know that they're starting up with. Your dash of excitement will come eventually. There's no way that they can hold these guys. I know there's just so many opportunities and I got so like I needed to pee. I needed to throw up. I needed to pass out just waiting for that moment for Mm -hmm. their music to hit and it didn't happen. And then like, it was great. It was a great match, but it just wasn't that. The, the, something happened that, um, is that people were talking about on my Twitter that one of the Usos apparently got fat and I'm like, no, he didn't. I mean, happened a long time ago. In in the in the words of uh, Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction about one Antoine Tony Rocky Horror, I mean, what's the guy going to do? He's got a weight what problem. What the fuck are you talking about? Why? What is that reference? <laughs> Pardon my language. Finish it, I'll, I'll finish it. He says, what's he going to do? He's Samoan. I mean, that's <laughs> basically what's going to happen. So, I mean, I, I, I love the idea of one bigger Uso and one smaller Uso. That's a cool thing. Um just switch them out with and one of the authors of pain guys. There you go. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting that they, you know, went ham on uh, on American Alpha after their bit of the match. And if you have, if you have paid security, why aren't you sending them out in these situations? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Send send out uh, the there's one ref there, and they send out a second ref to stand outside the ring and wave his arms. They got in for the chamber match later, but not during this. It's it's yeah. weird. But even uh, during the chamber match, they got in, and I, I think unless they are legitimately scared of being hurt themselves, do something because you yeah. look like idiots. Yeah. Well, the Ascension blew a three-one lead here. <laughs> they were up twenty three in the third quarter and lost. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, twenty. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. They had a nice little showing. Victor has looked like a guy who is very motivated lately. Probably like he wants to keep his job. But, you know, whoever booked that, ugh. Ugh. Because, I mean, American Alpha, I think they would be much better off as a dominant team. I'd rather have one dominant team and a bunch of scrubs than just a bunch of scrubs. Yep. In my opinion. Nikki Bella versus Natalia. This is a very slow-paced match. Uh, The crowd was reacting to Natalia, but she... She acts a lot different as a heel than a lot of WWE talent does. Like she'll interact with the crowd, where there are some people that are some wrestlers that are straight up told don't do that, don't like mock chants and stuff like that. Uh, there was a segment where Nikki Bella hit a great forearm, then followed it up with one of the worst spine busters I have ever seen in my life. It ended in a double countout, which I thought was good because if Nikki is leaving soon to take some time off, she should not beat Natalia. I wish they would take that approach with some other people, but hey, you know, uh, Nikki probably beats her on SmackDown anyway. Uh, Anna, what'd you think of this? What'd you think of the match? What'd you think of Nikki Bella's awesome Phoenix Sun colored gear? <laughs> the whole situation and the, the, the post match where Nikki Bella was knocked into Maurice backstage. Well, that was just really unfortunate placement of the powder. Uh, Yeah, looks like a drug-fueled rampage. Um, (laughs) It's hearing what's going on with Nikki Bella, I don't know how valid it is or how serious her issues with the neck are is again, but hearing all that stuff and seeing her work like this is really worrying Uh, because there are a lot of bumps there and you could see her holding her neck and being very careful with her moves and kind of crossing her arms and stuff. Um, I was also very worried during one submission that her boob was about to pop out. Uh, That was terrifying. 
Uh, probably not for you guys. But in terms How dare of, you? Well, Sean, come on. Um, in terms of Natalia, I feel like she is onto something really good, but just lacks that last bit of conviction to get her over the line. Like there's something very high school about her heel heelishness that it's just, uh, I don't know. I want I her agree. to go beyond cra- uh, crazy cat lady. So yeah. close, Alex. How'd you feel about this whole situation? I was, I'm, uh, uh, I'm so done with this. Listen, they, they they've gotten to a point in their feud where they hate each other so much they have to be separated and interviewed via split screen satellite. So now in the match, let's have a nice technical grappling match. Like it's there was none of that fire that we saw after the match during the match. So it didn't feel like it was a, a like this thing where like man I can't wait to get at you I'm gonna put you in an STF like there was no there wasn't any hell of an STF you know, fire to it yeah it was it was a good STF but it didn't it didn't feel like it was going anywhere which is why I guess it ended in a double countout uh, and I guess the good news is we get more of this feud oh wait did I say good news I meant the horrible terrible no good very bad news because <laughs> I can't stand this and I want it to be over. And it's continuing into the back where Maurice happens to be standing nearby a fight and gets some powder in her face. And if this is how the rumored Ms. Maurice versus Nikki Cena match starts, that is simultaneously awesome and terrible. <laughs> like, that is ridiculously, ridiculously just so 2017. It's a, it's a, it's a total Bella's setup. Coke ruins actual... relationships. Coke no, could be. Oh, man. Could be. So I thought the match was a little slow-paced, but it, it was fine in my opinion. Uh, what was more than fine was this Randy Orton-Luke Harper match. These guys went out and had a match that had a foregone conclusion. There was never any doubt that Randy Orton was winning this match, and they turned it up, got the crowd behind it. The crowd loved it. The crowd chanted, this is awesome. Yeah, Luke Harper is so good, it's just a shame that he is like he's a victim of injuries that not, not even are necessarily his, like whether it's Bray Wyatt or himself, or Eric Rowan. Like, he and Rowan have never had a real good sustained run because of injuries. I'm hoping that with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton doing their thing and Eric Rowan showing up at the Performance Center, that maybe Rowan and Harper get that crack at American Alpha at WrestleMania because that would be good. They're not scrubs. I'd be. I'd like that. Uh, they th- These guys just worked their ass off. Orton won a really good, fun match, and... It, it it started like this this three match series where I just I thought it was a strong strong close to the show. Uh, Alex Orton versus Harper, what you got? It was okay. It was one third as good as their match on SmackDown three weeks ago. Um, mostly because I saw that match three weeks ago and loved it, and then I saw this match tonight and said, okay, well I saw that already. Um, and I hated the finish. I hated this finish. I loved the finish three weeks ago. The discus clothesline to a surprise RKO is great, but if the discus clothesline can be deflected by just putting your arms up, then it shouldn't ever knock anybody down. Like I, those are those are those are things that happen in matches that just they take me out of it, and maybe it clouds my judgment for the rest of the match that preceded it. But I hated the finish so much that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just go, well, okay, fine. Like, we all knew Randy was going to win, and so he did, and he did it in that finish that I just thought was bad. But I do love Luke Harper, and I hope he gets a shine somewhere else, but I don't know I don't know how he exists outside of the realm of the Wyatts. And, you know, I- I'm interested to see where they go with it. Anna? Well, I like to think that the more removed Luke 
Harper is from Bray Wyatt, the more refined he gets and the more he is able to pick up on like putting up his arms and stuff. And I'm kind of hoping that we get like a full makeover in the style of maybe Lloyd and Harry from Dumb and Dumber with like, the fluorescent or the pastel tux and top hat and stuff. Um, <laughs> it's all 90s movies references this week, Sean. Get used to it. <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show is not 1990s. No, 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 no. It was from Pulp Fiction. They get the, oh. His name yeah, was Tony right. Rocky Horror. That was the name of the character. Oh, whatever. Um, Harper is just I didn't like so... Pulp Fiction either. Oh, I saw that too young. That movie fucked me up. Um, Harper <laughs> is perfect as Harper. He is, there was just that close up of him and he has this facial hair going that is just perfectly accentuating his eyes. Like women try to do with makeup, but it's just naturally there. And he's just sure. perfect. Um, I love him and I love this match and I'm probably biased because I love him that I love this match, but I just, I cannot wait to see where he goes. And for someone my size to watch these two big guys beat the shit out of each other and suplex, get suplex from the top rope, that just makes me sit there and go, I don't know how you're moving. I would just lie there and just be like, I'd throw my own hands up. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, the, there's a lot of stuff set up for WrestleMania, but there are a lot of questions that are answered, and a lot of people that don't necessarily have direction. We don't know what's going to happen with Luke Harper. We don't know what's going to happen with Dolph Ziggler. We don't know if Apollo Crews will be around anytime soon. We don't know what's up with that. Uh, guys, if this is your first time checking out Fightful, also head over to Fightful.com. We cover MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing. If you don't like uh, MMA or pro wrestling or boxing, you can go to FightfulWrestling.com or FightfulMMA.com. We do more podcasts than anybody. Uh, on our Monday show, we have Alex here. Take a look at the booking, the direction of WWE. Uh, much like we do on the Tuesday show, I have Alex and Jeff Hawkins on to to uh, let a little bit of credibility to the acting side of things. They're able to break that stuff down, the improv of uh, pro wrestling, the, the booking directions of pro wrestling, uh, we're able to break that down on Wednesday. We have Jimmy van, the owner of fightful.com. We go in depth with, with a lot of wrestling stuff. Sometimes we just BS. Sometimes we'll talk about the behind the scenes stuff here at fightful.com. He really doesn't care what we talk about on that show. So uh, that's a great listen. Thursday is the Matt Riddle broadcast, And we're starting to release a lot of clips from that. Like some of the stuff, like, Matt Riddle is very unique. If you all didn't see his preview for the CZW uh, match he had this weekend, a quote from that is him saying, Triple H won't keep my name out of his fucking mouth. So that, that shows you about how open he is on the shows. Uh, he'll, he'll talk about anything. We cover some kind of unusual news stories on occasion. He's always embroiled in some sort of online feud that we also talk about. Friday, Shane Helms. Depending on the week, we may talk about current wrestling events. We may tackle one particular subject. You can check out some of our archives where we've talked about backstage fights. We talked about the end of WCW. We've talked about uh, his run in WWF, uh, his experiences in Royal Rumbles. Lots of stuff on that Shane Helms show. Uh, we also cover any breaking TNA news. When TNA was uh, getting sold, we talked about it literally as it happened on the show. Like he, we, we paused the show as it happened and resumed it when he flew to Orlando so he could comment on it. Definitely worth checking out uh, that as well. On the MMA side, we have Showdown Joe Ferraro, who's nominated for Fighters Only Magazine Journalist of the Year, Once Upon a Time. We've got UFC fighter Elias Theodoro. Last Friday, we had uh, former UFC title challenger and UFC Hall of Famer Frank Trigg on the show. You're not going to get a whole lot uh, better MMA insight than you get here at Fightful.com with our broad array of guests. So yeah, check it out. Subscribe, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher. Now that we got Dat Shill out of the way, Naomi! Defeated Alexa Bliss to become women's champion. Now, I wasn't sure how I would feel about this because I have been an outspoken critic of Naomi's for a very long time. The stuff that she has brought in the ring over the past few weeks. Now, a lot of people are like, well, I was on Naomi's side a long time ago. She wasn't this good a long time ago. 
She wasn't. She has been phenomenal in the ring. This match was good. I really liked it. Uh, they both had some pretty awesome gear, too, for this pay-per-view. Naomi hit the buckles real hard on a bulldog attempt early in the match, and I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those types of matches. They worked with each other. Naomi has improved so much. And after she won, she cut an unbelievable promo. Anna, for a long time, we've seen these wooden scripted promos out of Naomi, and she's going to have to get better at that. She really is. But she looked, uh, you could tell how much the moment meant to her. I don't think she was expecting the you deserve it chance. This was a, a, a fantastic moment. Yeah, and I'm really glad that she got that time at the end to speak. And yeah, that was the most genuine I think we've seen her and the most comfortable we've seen her. But up until that point, I I know every, like a lot of people love her and a lot of people are over the moon that she got this. I really hope we see more personality from her because I don't understand. I don't know where they're going with her because I don't know exactly what she brings to the table except for like cool neon and dance moves. Um, and she Which I did say before this. I did say before this match, Sami Zayn would dominate Naomi in a dance-off. I want to see It wouldn't even be close. Bad. I have to see that. I would pay... Everything I have to see that. That's, that's yeah, adequate. Um, it wouldn't even be close. It wouldn't even be close. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, also just announced Daniel Bryan uh, says Alexa gets her rematch in two weeks on SmackDown Live. I wish they would do away with the automatic rematch. I hate it. Do you think she gets it back? I mean, they didn't really do much mm. with her. I, I was invested in seeing her doing this cheating thing. But as she holds on to the title, she grows with it and becomes this actual badass champ. But I'm also incredibly biased towards Alexa Bliss. So. Yeah, I like that evolution at NXT where she was just that. Like, and, and the Mary Dobson match was a really good indication because she legitimately got pissed off during that match because Mary Dobson kept screwing up spots. And if you'll ever go back and watch it, I think it was uh, – Rovert on Twitter was like, go back and watch that match. And this was several months ago. And I did. And Dobson was screwing up a lot of stuff. And a damn. Alexa turned it up and, like, was stomping the shit out of her. It was – you saw that, like, it clicked. And it was the type of match she needed to have. She needed to have that mean streak because she is a tough girl. She's a tough girl. She'll get that – especially years ago, she would have gotten that, well, she's a model type of stigma – no, she's tough. She's learning. She's getting better. And Naomi got a lot better too. Alex, your your impressions from this match, the post show promo. Uh, I liked the match a lot uh, right up until the end um, because it was one of those things where there was no reason for Alexa Bliss to put herself in position to take the split legged moonsault. She was in the middle of the ring and in the completely laying in the wrong angle and rolled into position for no reason at all, uh, which. To me, it, it, yeah, it's one of those things that I don't, I don't like having to turn off my brain to, to watch that and, and I like it. However, um, I, I've, I've been a fan of Naomi just basically just as, as doing stuff that other girls don't do. At least they didn't do it before um, the horsewomen got called up. She was in the main event scene of the women's division back when it was Nikki Page and her um, like a year and a half ago. Um, and then she kind of got lost in the shuffle when Charlotte and Sasha and Becky got called up and it's good to see her, you know, let's see what she does with the, with the title. Her, her promo was, was honest and emotional and really touching, honestly, like she did not expect those chants and she was really feeling it. Um, I don't know what they do with her either. I, I mean, at this point, who knows if the SmackDown women even get a title match at WrestleMania, is it going to be another big a big six woman tag thing or something just to get as many of them. So good. They are. They're so good. But the, 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 the WrestleMania card is loaded right now and it doesn't even have like, it has like, it has, I think does have one penciled in SmackDown match, which is going to be, you know, Orton versus Wyatt. Everything else comes from the raw brand. Hey, they could swap out Shaq and Big Show. Man, I saw Shaq this weekend, and he did not look in WrestleMania shape. (laughs) Uh He is taking this much more seriously. Uh, uh, 
than than uh, or he's not taking it as seriously as Big Show. Uh, somebody correct me. Not in two weeks' time for the Alexa rematch. He said Alexa can call him, and then it'll happen two weeks from that time. Okay. Yeah, I think they they get a match at WrestleMania. I really do. <clears throat> now, <laughs> this Elimination Chamber match. Wow. The first thing I'm going to talk about is this chamber structure. I love it. They had to change it for several reasons. A lot of venues got have those big scoreboards. You can't hang it. It weighs too much. The old one did. I loved it. And a lot of people, I saw a lot of people crying and bitching and boo. And oh, they've been padding outside the chamber. Oh, no. Well, I don't think they should put padding outside the chamber. I I just, it doesn't seem realistic. Why would they put padding outside of the chamber? Oh. Over <laughs> yourselves, guys. These are humans. They're working. You know they're working. Get over it. And well, you know so what it did? <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Alex. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> this match was fucking revolutionized tonight with the changes. And yes, those are real glasses. Those are shoot glasses for <laughs> y'all asking. And my, my vision's like minus 0.5. It's not that bad, but I do need them sometimes. This match was revolutionized by a few changes. Bigger pods. They have basically an escape hatch at the top, which is filled in. It's not graded to where your feet will fall in. There are space fillers on the outside, basically mats outside. There are plexiglass above the pods, which allow cameramen to get really cool shots. Um, there's a giant beam in the middle of the cage that people are able to climb. It's, it's a much more climbable cage, too. Alex, what would you think of all the changes initially and as the match went on? Um. I, I liked them. I liked them all. There were things that I was noticing as the match went on, like the plexiglass above the pods and stuff, being able to see into it in different ways. Um, the padding, yeah. I mean, I, I don't mind it. I do think they need to change the talking points about the chamber from mm-hmm. years before, when they say, there's not a thing in this structure that doesn't hurt. Well, okay. Well, the padding there, it hurts less than the other things. But... It's just a, a bit of a nitpick. But um, it's odd to me that you think that that is how the people who are upset about the padding uh, would talk. Because I think, like, I want it to hurt more. I want those guys <laughs> to really feel the pain. That's how I that's feel. Not the like. kind of people, that's not the kind of people I saw tweet oh, me yeah. about it. Okay. No offense to you all that who did. I love my viewers. I love my readers. I really do. It's all in good fun. Uh, <laughs> subscribe, like, thumbs up. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just weird, man. Like these people, AJ Styles has been wrestling for almost 20 years, guys. He's killed his body. And, and what happened a few minutes into it? We got Dean Ambrose, who doesn't do a lot of different stuff these days, jumping off of a pod to the outside, elbowing John Cena. Mm -hmm. We get to see stuff like that. Now It, it changes things up. This, in my opinion, was, if not the best chamber match I've ever seen, one of the best. This was incredible. But that's exactly it. The guys that are, or the people that are commenting on the mats, I don't think they have any concept of how much this would fucking hurt. And even with mats down, you're still diving onto a metal structure. And with someone like AJ Styles. I used to bump on a boxing ring, and it was incredibly more forgiving than the old Mm -hmm. grates that they had outside. Like, and it was, it's like, concussion city when you bump on a boxing ring so i couldn't imagine what it was like to bump outside on those grates it's i'm glad they made the change Mm -hmm. it's safer it didn't take away from the match not a one as uh, somebody pointed out on twitter you can do moves the right way on the outside of the ring now yeah yeah And yeah and personally i'm all for guys walking out of this thing without shoot bruised kidneys you know what I mean? Like, I'm all yeah. for it. Because cause guess what? Uh, these guys got to go out on Tuesday and kill themselves for you again. 
You know what I mean? So let's let's do as much as we can to keep these guys around. Every time one of these guys goes out with an injury, we all go, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm going to miss him. But then it's good that they're making this thing less brutal for them to be in. And for someone like AJ Styles, the amount of bumps that he takes for these kind of matches, if they just had the medal down, he would be dead. There are a couple of spots there where I couldn't watch. It just gross, gross. But Speaking of, AJ and Cena starting off was a good move. I thought that that some continuity. I was cool with that. Corbin looked really strong in this match. He hit the end of days when all was said and done on Cena, Styles, and Ambrose. And the, this spot where he's fixated, he's foaming at the mouth, he's ready to kill Miz. Like the lone <laughs> wolf smells blood in an injured animal. And he's ready to kill him. And Ambrose rolls him up. And then we got the, now we know where that's going. Yep. Corbin, Ambrose. And it was set up great. And Ambrose looked great. And it made sense. And what that did, and whoever booked this, beautiful. I love it. This is what makes me happy to be a wrestling fan. Miz walks right in. He gets his revenge on Dean Ambrose by pinning him and picking the bones. Put a bow on that. Then you just untie that bow and cut it all up because John Cena hits him with an AA and pins him. After a period of Miz domination where he kicks the shit out of John Cena and Bray Wyatt. Yep. He was molly these two sons of bitches. <laughs> like, throwing the Daniel Bryan kicks. Uh, Anna Bauert. How about that badass Miz? I love that man so much. Fueled up on coke. Oh, man. As oh, he, soon... was, he was, no, he was mad. He was mad because Nikki Bella fucked up his stash. No, he was fucking, do you see his face in the jar, like before the pot opened? He was shitting himself. And then the pot opened yeah. and he sees Corbin staring at him and he does not move. I really wanted, I wish they still had the, the doors that they could actually move at that point just to have yeah. an Auden spot from, I think it was 2014, of just closing the door again and not getting out. Because <laughs> that was amazing. And it was perfect coming up and taking over with Ambrose and, oh, MVP the only person heart. in this match who I didn't think stood out was Dean Ambrose, and he didn't need to. Dean Ambrose didn't need to stand out because Baron Corbin made him stand out. Alex, a spot I want to talk about. So at some point, they decide, hey, what's a cool spot we haven't seen anymore? And I guess maybe Bray Wyatt or AJ Styles is like, hey, remember that move Hernandez used to do where he grabs somebody by their fucking throat and just chuck them over his head, and they fly across the ring? Let's do that from the top rope. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It was a horrifying bump. It was horrifying bump. It was. This this match was booked impeccably from the very beginning. We we get to see five more minutes of one on one of AJ Styles and John Cena. Like that's just something that we've all wanted to see. That they've been doing great matches all year. We get to get that. That's great. Dean Ambrose comes in, we get to get a renewal of the feud between him and AJ Styles that lasted most of the fall. That's great. Um, we get Bray Wyatt coming in and being very Bray Wyatt-esque, doing a lot of great, of all of his stuff, throwing his body around, just being that, you know, uh, this guy who's, who's not afraid to, to use his body as a weapon. Uh, Corbin looks like a monster, destroying everybody. You get, the Miz gets to play coward. Uh, Ambrose gets to be the crazy guy who comes in for a roll-up. Corbin destroys him, looks like even more of a monster. That builds up their intercontinental feud, which is coming up. It puts a bow on the other thing. Then Miz starts his feud with John, with, uh, with, uh, John Cena. Like Everything led so well to everything. Even when you have Bray Wyatt getting a pin clean on Cena, which is a great callback to all their feuds like two, three years ago that he had with Cena, which is a kind of almost... Um, you know, a, uh, a catharsis, um, well, I know what I'm saying, the, the right word for it, um, that it's actually, you know, it gets all of, all of his comeuppance on, on Cena that he's tried so hard to overcome that guy his entire career and finally does. And then we get great stuff between AJ and, and Wyatt, stuff we've, we have never seen those two guys wrestle before. Like, it was so great the whole way through. I loved this match. Loved it. Yeah, this was... This was some special stuff. And, you know, maybe it's recency bias or something like that. But 
straight up, I'm like, okay, do I remember a better chamber match? Maybe there was one, but if none stick out, then maybe I maybe I don't think there were. Especially John's. What was John Cena doing? As I as I said earlier, what was he talking about doing a flying body press off the top of a pod? <laughs> No. What did he have to prove tonight? I don't know. Something. Uh, well, there was Anna, still people you, booing him, so. Yeah. Anna, your reaction when Bray Wyatt pinned John Cena? Oh, that Abigail was beautiful. I am in love. Um, It was just, I'm in awe of these men. I'm actually in awe of them. And In awe of them, you say? In awe of these men. So, oh, okay. shoot. Yeah, dude, I lived in America for two years. <laughs> <laughs> would you um, say that, that, that it was awesome? I would say it's awesome because I'm not a jabroni. Um, <laughs> <I'd> be damned. <laughs> you, yeah, I, I'm, I'm... I gotta be I'm honest, you shut my shit one. down by changing your accent like that. I didn't expect that. <laughs> well, good to know now for future reference. Well, yeah, I'm on the show with... He's hacked tours. <laughs> so, yeah. This match was great. Uh, AJ Styles and Bray Wyatt gave you a taste of what's going to happen with them somewhere down the line. Yeah. And, oh, damn, it was good. Anna, th- this interaction between these two, that was something special. Mm-hmm. I am the so way that excited. He, the way that AJ took that sister Abigail, too. Sorry to cut you off. A uh, damn. Yeah. It was... This is how you build up to WrestleMania. This is how you do it. And I really hope Fastlane delivers honest to God because these guys knocked it out of the park and then some. Um, I am just so fucking excited. Yeah, And uh, I really, not to be biased, but, you know, I really do hope we get, I know it's going to be White and Orton, but if they can put Harper in there somewhere just to get him that push, come on, guys, we can do it. Yeah. The 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 thing at the end where Orton came out and took off his hood slowly at the top of the ramp and uh, Wyatt raised the title like okay well, yes we understand you guys you guys are facing each other later can we can we just give Bray his moment right now and then you could guys can tease your feud that's coming up on Tuesday because uh, it becomes this thing of I I love Bray Wyatt I've loved him for years since he was in NXT. This has been a long time coming for me as a fan of his to have this moment of him holding that title and knowing there's like a 90% chance he jobs out to Randy Orton at Mania. It's like, I just have to like keep that in the back of my mind for as long as possible so I can savor this feeling of him overcoming everything uh, and, and hitting and hitting the Abigail on his nemesis from years ago, John Cena, and the best in the fucking world, AJ Styles tonight. That's pretty awesome that they gave that push to Bray Wyatt, uh, and I, I'm I, I love that guy, and I hope that, that they do something with him uh, that's really special after he inevitably loses the title to Orton. God, he deserves it. He's so. So out of this show, we don't know where Becky Lynch is going. We don't know where Mickey James is going. Ziggler, Cruz, Kalisto, American Alpha, the whole tag division. Natalia, don't know. Luke Harper, don't know. Uh, Naomi and Alexa, don't know, but we got Cena, Miz, they're doing a little something. I think that's a great testament to how well the Miz has worked over the last year, how how hard he and Maurice have worked because Maurice deserves that spot too. So good for them. Also, uh, looks like Corbin Ambrose, at least leading into Mania, Wyatt Orton, that's cool. There were some things, there were, there were as, as I tweeted earlier, there were a lot of things that were tied up but there were a lot of questions asked and there were a lot of things set up. I think that's a good thing. I don't think everything should be set up from here on out or else we don't have a damn reason to watch the show. Uh, I think they can throw in some curveballs. The first couple of minutes of talking smack, Daniel Bryan established that because Renee Young said, well, we know what's going to happen or we know what we're getting at Mania. And he said, no, you don't. I could make a title match next week if I wanted. Yeah. I like it. Alex, your thoughts on the show uh, overall? Um, Elimination Chamber match to me uh, elevated the show as a whole entirely. Uh, there were a lot of things about the other matches that I was I didn't really love. Um, uh, I, a lot of them was like where I liked the result, but necessarily how they got there. 
uh, some of which, you know, I just, you know, could have taken or leaving the match as a whole. Um, I did have a thought just now when you were talking about where we were going with people heading into Mania. Um, the thing that's that's hurting Ziggler is he doesn't have a baby face to feud with that people care about, so they'll get mad at him for hurting that person. Um, yeah. The one guy I think that would be really interesting, who's a huge baby face, who we know is probably going to get a match at Mania, is Shane McMahon. If if he yeah. if that, because I have no interest in seeing Shane McMahon and AJ Styles, but mm-hmm. you could elevate a, a thing with Ziggler by having him. Uh, by having Shane McMahon come up to Ziggler and say, listen, you've got to cut this out, and, and Ziggler hitting him with a chair. And all of a sudden that becomes – that elevates Ziggler so high if, if McMahon works with him, and that might be a fun match because Ziggler will sell for anybody. Um, that might be interesting. And then we might be able to, to like, have Styles get, like, a one-off really great match with a returning person. I don't know who it would be, but he's better than just a one-off Shane O'Mac match. He needs to be in something really, really special. Um, Anyway, as we were talking about where I, I think, things are going. I think Ziggler would see no. that as, as an appropriate challenge, too, and would really rise to the occasion. I think that's a great yeah. idea. Anna, your thoughts on, on this WWE Elimination Chamber show? I thought it was a great show. Um, yeah, there was stuff in it that I thought was of less interest to me, but overall, they – did wonders for the storylines. Um, I do love that there are a lot of question marks for a lot of people and SmackDown just has it going. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy that this is the case. Um, like I said, Fastlane, please deliver. SmackDown has made some real chicken salad out of chicken shit. They were given a hampered rot, not a hampered roster, but a lot less. And Mojo Rawley, Kurt Hawkins was better than I could have imagined. It was a harmless match. Becky Lynch versus Mickey James was good. Cruz, Kalisto, Ziggler, it entertained me. I'll say that. It entertained me. I was amused by it and in, in the direction that's, that it's going to go. I don't give a damn about Kalisto, so what do I care if he gets beat up like a scrub? Tag Team Turmoil was probably my low point of the show, and – if they debuted a team, it could have been one of my high points of the show. Uh, Nikki Bella, Natalia, it was, it was a little slow for my liking, but nothing wrong with that match at all. Orton versus Harper was a good match. Naomi Bliss was damn near perfect for what it needed to be and what it was going to accomplish and who was in the match and all that. And then that elimination chamber couldn't – I don't know if it could have been any better. So there was nothing that I looked at on this match, and I was just like, ugh. The tag team turmoil was the closest thing. I thought it was a pretty damn good show. So, I mean, I've spent, I could have spent my night watching The Walking Dead. Maybe I would have enjoyed it a little bit more, but I'm not like leaving this show saying, damn, I missed The Walking Dead for this. No, it's a good show, in my opinion. Uh, we are back tomorrow night after Monday Night Raw with Alex. But we got that Anna Bauer segment up on Fightful.com. Anna, tell them mm-hmm. all about your stuff. It is WWE's alternative facts. And that in itself is an alternative fact. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this week we have a special PSA uh, presented by Tout um, and Nads, which you'll have to watch to find out what that actually means. Um, we diagnosed Natalia because she's batshit. Um, but there's something else going on there. Um, bring you up to date on Harper's situation. Um, Alex has a has a special cameo, which is yep. very special. Special and report. Jeff as well. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Another new episode next week. Keep them coming. Alex, tell the people what exactly you do here. If we're, well, if we're dropping 90s movie references, a little <laughs> office space for you. Uh, you know, I uh, try and uh, keep tabs on the wrestling side of things, covering the breaking news and stuff, and my little off-track with A-Train uh, articles that you'll Love get with those. me, where I'll put my uh, own uh, spin on what's going on in the world, uh, like when uh, Daniel Bryan outed James Ellsworth as packing a big <laughs> hog... I, we had to have that on the site, so I went ahead and did that. 
Uh, we talked about James Ellsworth Wiener extensively on the Matt Riddle podcast this week. Fightful has you covered from all angles, and I mean that. Uh, I come at you from the journalist perspective. I, I cover things from that end. Alex, Jeff, Anna, they have acting experience, improv experience. Anna is training as a wrestler. I've done some training as a pro wrestler, so we've got that as well. On Wednesday, like you all can ask me and Jimmy Van anything. If there's something you want to know what goes into making Fightful.com, what goes into this stuff, we don't care to talk about it. You can take a look at the behind-the-scenes uh, action at Fightful.com. Thursday, Friday, I give you the perspective from a wrestler, Shane Helms. Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle, former UFC fighter. We got you covered from all ends. On the MMA side, we have pro fighters over there. Elias Theodoro fights for the UFC this Sunday, like a week from tonight, and he's going to be doing a show for us on Tuesday. Like it's, that's, that's how we got you covered. Also, Showdown Joe, myself, uh, just all the time, you guys. Like every angle you can possibly get. We, we want to bring you everything, not just like one perspective. We want to bring you every possible one. That way nobody can feel left out. You don't have an excuse to come to Fightful.com. Register absolutely free. Use that on it link. Don't forget to subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Leave us a thumbs up. Please leave us a review on iTunes and Stitcher. That would mean a lot. Hey, send your review over to Fightful.com or Fightful, Fightful Wrestle or Fightful Online. Or Fightful MMA will give you a follow as well. Guys, I want to thank you all so much for joining us. It means a lot. I always have fun here. Uh, I think we might start having Anna on all these post-pay-per-view shows, maybe. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Or not. See you guys. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.